You're listening to TalkZone.com, Internet Talk Radio. TalkZone.com. You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charmé Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life. Mastering Ourselves offers sound answers to life's tough questions so that life can make more sense to you and healthy directions become clearer. Keith and Charmé bring you over 80 years of seasoned experience. They pursue truth and insights that are neither left nor right, but spiritually sound and centered and can be used as a spiritual compass to help you on your path. Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. You remember Winston Churchill was trying to get the world to recognize what Hitler was trying to do, and then a few years later, all hell broke loose. Um, Winston Churchill says that he was asked by Franklin Delano Roosevelt, the American president, what would we call this war? Churchill replied, the unnecessary war. And he said, if the democracies had had courage and intellectual honesty and a willingness to act in 1935, they would have replaced Hitler's regime at a remarkably low cost. But because they lack the courage, they lack the intellectual honesty, over a hundred million people died in the Second World War and the Holocaust. In, they both inflicted enormous wounds upon the Poles, the Gypsies, the Russians, and the Jews. That's the Holocaust they're talking about particularly. Had Hitler won, this is uh, Winston Churchill speaking, I suspect that an unending number of people would have died, and maybe even today. What a ruthless regime. Japan at the same time, an ally to uh, Hitler, ruthless as can be, they just really did monstrous stuff in China and other places. So more from Winston Churchill. And, you know, this is from the book Why We Want to Kill You by Walid Shubit. And uh, he's our guest today. We're talking about um, Islam, Islamic terrorism. So more from Winston Churchill. The fact that in Mohammedan law, every woman must belong to a man as either an absolute property uh, or a child, or a wife, or a concubine. Now, here's the religion saying you can have concubines. You know, that's that doesn't seem like it's going very far in holiness. Must delay the final extinction of slavery until the faith of Islam has ceased to be a great power among men. In other words, basically, women are enslaved in all the, you know, over a billion Islams, women are enslaved, that half of the population. He goes on to say, Mohammedism is a militant and proselytizing faith. The religion of Islam, above all others, was founded upon the sword, violence. Moreover, it proves incentives to slaughter, and uh, in, on three continents it has produced fighting breeds of men filled with wild and merciless fanaticism. So that's Winston Churchill, and you know he's basically been a prophet as much as other things, a tremendous leader that uh, I don't know what would have happened without him during World War II. Anyhow, um, we want to bring in uh, Walid Walid Shubat right now to talk to you. Who is the author of Why We Want to Kill You. How you doing, Walid? Good, how are you? 
We're good. Hey, one of my questions is, you know, I was reading uh, Joel Richardson's book, Antichrist, Islam's Awaited Messiah. He talks about how many Americans and others and American women are choosing to become Islam. And, you know, given what Keith just read in your book, why on earth would they do that? Are they not being told that they've just decided and agreed to be a slave? Well, you have a form of Islam kind of in America, in the West, that tries to propagate the peaceful side of Islam. You have many uh, black Muslims uh, joining uh, Islam, not realizing or does not want to admit that Islam in its past has been involved in the slave trade as well in the Arab world. And they just want to live in this denial. It's because you have a rebelliousness from many elements uh, that want to think this is Christianity is a white man's religion. Uh, so they want to adhere to something totally different, which they think, and we, they never really study, uh, let's say, black Islam in this case, or the roots of black Islam with Elijah, Farad, Elijah Muhammad and how it, it, it was evolved and how, what happened, and they don't really understand the history. So they recruit many of the people who don't really study the issue uh, from yeah. a scholarly perspective uh, regarding the history. So they think it would be neat to dress up like this or to yeah. uh, adapt Islamic cultures and things like that. It's a part of the naivety that goes in America from the lack of education that we have in our schools regarding yeah. this very subject. Yep. You know, in your book you say that in the Quran itself it, it describes Allah in a number of ways, and some of these ways are the deceiver, the proud, the slayer of life, the taker of life. Is that really true? We could expound for hours, literally, just on that topic alone. This is so scary. It is And scary. Americans are so asleep, yeah. which is why we keep having you back on this show. We, you know, we have to get this out. And let me give you an example. I mean, when I began to read the Bible as a Muslim, I was uh, very shocked to find the very antithesis of the uh, uh, of God uh, was our God, Allah, in the Quran. I'll give you a few examples. The 99 names of Allah. I think you mentioned a few of them, the great deceiver. One of the names of Allah in the Quran is Al-Mutakabbir, which means the most proud one. Not just a proud God, but the most proud one. Proud, proud. <laughs> yes. And when I, uh, in, and, and, uh, in Muhammad, the Prophet of Islam, he, you know, the, he said, Allah said, Pride is my where, you know. Pride is everything. And this is why when you see Muslims say, Allahu Akbar, Allah is greater. The prideful statement, Allahu Akbar, when they say, when they kill somebody, mm-hmm. is really a very prideful statement. That Allah is greater than the God of the, of the Jews and the Christians so, and the other gods. So that's based in ego. That's what a big ego would do. That's right. And then when you look at other names, Al-Mumit, the one who causes death. Well, the one who caused death in the garden was obviously Satan, or Al-Makr, the great deceiver. In the, in the verse of the Quran, it's very clear. It says, وَيَمْكُرُونَ وَيَمْكُرُ اللَّهُ وَاللَّهُ خَيْرُ الْمَاكِرِينَ Which means, they deceive and they con, and Allah is the greatest deceiver, or the, great, the greatest con or cunning, you know. Yeah. So it's very clear from this perspective, reading the Bible, that's why people need to be educated on the Bible first. Yes. Uh, then you begin to see that the greatest deceiver the Bible has warned about all along from the eons of time, the different uh, faces of uh, Satan, 
appears to be as God. You know, he is proud. You know, the angel Lucifer, you know, he says, you know, uh, I'll be like God. He wants to be God. He wants to be the representation for earth. He wants to be the God of this world. And in fact, when Muslims address Allah, they address him as the Lord of this world. The Lord of this world and the Lord of the underworld as well. Yeah. The underworld, when you see the demon realm, or what they call the jinn in the Quran. Uh, the, the, even the jinn in the Quran have heard the Quran and believed in Allah, believed in Islam. So how could demons believe in Islam and believe in Allah unless Allah is the Lord of the demons? In fact, the Quran addresses Allah as the Lord of the multitudes and the demons. Wow. This is very much in the, in, all over the Quran. So, so, so it seems like um, Allah and Muhammad, their whole religion, uh, Islam, is based on they thrive on death, whereas we thrive on life. Exactly, because Christ, when I read the words of Christ, uh, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, not as a dead sacrifice. When Islam wants us to offer our bodies as dead sacrifices in jihad, they, in order to gain the salvation or the merit that uh, pleases Allah for us. Yes. So why would Allah want the death of his followers? Is amazing. God of the Bible does not want the death of his followers. He wants the life of the, you know, them to live for Christ. So one's based on death and one's based on life. That's amazing. We're talking yeah. today with Walid Shubat, who's the author of Why We Want to Kill You. Okay, uh, Walid, you there? Yes. Uh, how on earth do you argue with these people? They seem like they're racist and their minds are made up. Well, you don't argue with people. You give an answer. The Bible says, be prepared to give an answer. If all the believers in the Bible are prepared to give an answer, I think we can fight this battle a lot better. The problem is that Christians are not prepared to give an answer. And that's the problem. They don't understand Satan. In fact, Christ you know, he very much emphasized on it. He said, be as wise as a serpent and as innocent as doves. So what does it mean when Christ says, be as wise as the serpent or yeah. a serpent, the devil? Yeah. Understand the cunningness of Satan. You need to understand this so you can filter right from wrong, truth from falsehood. Yeah, you can't go very far if you're naive. Exactly. So you need the filter mechanism. Uh, in fact, my son even uh, just finished a book. He's 16 years old. It's called In Satan's Footsteps. And he goes in a very long journey explaining Satan in every single ism in the world. And it's phenomenal. Uh, he shows the parallels of, uh, of, let's say, Mormonism, Islam, Nietzscheism, the abortion movement, uh, uh, you know, uh, the Yazidis, the devil worshippers, the worshippers of Bab-Homet, all these things. And he shows how even the ancient Egypt... Even the Mayans with the sacrifice of human lives, very much parallels in Islam, in which the God of Islam wants the sacrifice of our own lives, in which you see the Mayans want the sacrifice of human beings. There is only one way, the Bible says, that we believe, is that the sacrifice of God himself that he set for mankind to be saved. So in other words, they become like God, a shaheed or a Muslim martyr. It is by his death that he is saved is by his death now he can become an intercessor for 70 members of his or her family. So, so, so they, get, uh, they get their salvation by death, they get rewarded with 72 virgins, and their family gets a reward. Absolutely. Islam rejects the idea of intercession. You know, the reason, if you ask a Muslim, why do you reject Christianity? They say, well, 
Christians believe that God died for their sins, that Jesus intercedes for mankind. They reject the idea of intercession, yet they do accept the idea of intercession. So intercession is not void from Islam, because now the shaheed becomes an intercessor. In other words, they you di- become like God. Yeah, they, uh, they uh, are martyred, they die and take people with them, especially Jews, and then they go to a higher place. That's yes. their intercession. Yes, it is very prideful for man uh, you know, to say that I can intercede for the sinners, or you know, intercede for 70 members yeah. of my family. This is the ultimate pride. So how is it that a sinner, and by the shedding of his own blood or her blood, that they are saved? So a sinner's blood now is enough for atonement, is an acceptable atonement for salvation. That doesn't seem to square with Scripture. Scripture warned us about these things. Yes. So, uh, you know, I mean, to, to enter into the realm of, of uh, Satan, his uh, fall, what he did, he's in the business of manufacturing religions and systems and isms. That's right. Say, uh, it seems like no matter what, one of the highest commitments of the Islam world is to hate Israel and destroy it. Why would that be? That is a very interesting question. And if I probe into the answer, it, it, you, you know, you, I, I guarantee you never heard it. In Isaiah chapter 63, it says, And he became their savior. In their affliction, he was afflicted. This is regarding the Jewish people in Israel. God loved Israel so much that he said that he would be afflicted similar fashion the way they were afflicted. This is why when you look at uh, the death of Christ, you know, he died naked. You see six million Jews died naked. He went into death in, uh, in silence. So they were also, you look at the footage of the Holocaust, they died in silence, yes. they were shot, you know, he resurrected on the third day, Israel, 2,000 years, you know, two days basically, on the third day, uh, as written in the book of Hosea chapter 6, I believe, uh, on the third day, they resurrect. They... We're going to have to finish the rest after the break. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, our guest today, Waleed Shubat who's written the book, Why We Want to Kill You, from, uh, you know, the jihad folks. If you have a question for Waleed regarding Islam, send it to Q at MasteringOurselves.com. Q at MasteringOurselves.com. 